right, we are back. Up next, award-winning author and retinal surgeon, Andrew Lamb. Good morning, Andrew. Morning. Thank you for joining us, and congratulations on your book, Repentance. Uh, give us a... Thanks a lot. Oh, sure. Give us a sense of how this book came about. Yeah, so as an author, you know, I, I love history. I actually became a retina surgeon later in life, but before I went to medical school, I studied history, and I got a degree in that, and I have a passion for finding American history, uh, aspects of American history that aren't that well-known but really deserve to be. And I love World War II history, and I had learned about this amazing group of Japanese-American World War II heroes that were part of this group called the 442nd Regimental Combat Team, Mm -hmm. and they became the most decorated unit in U.S. military history. And I try to write novels as a way to expose people who are fiction readers to these amazing um, nonfiction stories like American, uh, that have to do with American history. So I knew this would be a great idea for a novel. I love that. For those who don't know, the 442nd was made up of the Japanese-American men taken out of the internment camps all over the West Coast, and they fought valiantly at home and in Europe to prove their loyalty to the United States. That's right. I should point out that actually many of them, about two-thirds of them, actually volunteered from Hawaii. And yes, many of them also came from the mainland internment camps. And um, obviously this, you know, internment was an American tragedy. Mm -hmm. And it was really said a lot that these men, even though they had taken, everything had been taken from them, all their possessions, their businesses, and their freedom, they still volunteered to prove basically that they were loyal Americans. And that's that's why they fought so ferociously and with such uh, dedication. Now, did you always want to be an author? Um, I think my English teachers in high school would be shocked. I mean, we're probably <laughs> shocked when they found out I became an author. Everyone knew that I loved history, but they weren't necessarily um, interested. I-, I wasn't necessarily uh, the- a stellar English student. I did right. enjoy reading a lot, of course. But right. I think it's my love of, of history and my passion for history that later made me want to become a writer. I remember I was in the emergency room one night, oh. and it was like at 2 a.m., and it was quiet, and... The, the patient flow had died down, but I couldn't leave because I was on duty. Okay. And I started, like, kind of daydreaming, and I said, you know, I, I don't have time to write a nonfiction book about all the stuff that I had become an expert at in college. In particular, I had studied China during World War II, like what the Americans had done in China during World War II. Okay. But I said to myself, I have time to use my imagination. I could use my imagination anytime. I'd yes. seen a lot of war movies. I could make an interesting story. And so that became my first novel, uh, Two Sons of China, which was about World War II in China. You know what I find interesting is that here you have this day job, which is a complete antithesis of the writing, but the writing fills you. Definitely. I mean, it, well, there are some similarities, particularly delayed gratification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to become a doctor takes a long time, and, become a, and writing a successful book, as anyone else knows, it takes a long time as well. Yes. But um, it's good to, I, I enjoy it because it allows me to kind of use my creative side as well. And it's really fun to be in this um, imaginative state, coming up with characters and storylines and things like that. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's interesting, it's creative. But, of course, one of my greatest thrills, of course, is to make the actual fiction, the story have actual history be accurate and things like that. And that's why, you know, for example, my book Repentance um, was endorsed by, for example, a very well-known 442nd veteran who basically said, um, you know, the, the, the combat scenes, the history is right on, which was very fulfilling to me. That's great. What a compliment. It was. It was really great. So what would you like listeners to know about the book without giving too much away? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, any book, successful book of historical fiction it has to have a great story. And so this story is about a Japanese-American war hero who has a really big secret. It's about a secret about something terrible he did during the war. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so bad and so entwined with the actual action that made him a war hero that he's never spoken of the war ever, and he, he refuses to. And then the book is a dual timeline story, so there's a part in the present, or in the 90s rather, where his son, who's actually this world-famous cardiac surgeon, um, who seems to have the perfect life, but he's actually estranged from his father. They haven't spoken in decades. Mm-hmm. He starts to get confused because the government is starting to come to investigate war medals that his father got, a war medal that his father got during the war. And this starts, launches the son on this journey of discovery, takes him to California and then to France, where his father, again, did something terrible while he was fighting the Germans. And slowly the reader discovers all these all, all these secrets got, unra- got unraveled about their family, about what he finally did. So it's kind of like this dr- uh, dramatic war novel, but also, of course, you're exposed to this amazing history of the 442nd, yes. which was the Japanese-Americans who fought there. So it's definitely educational for those who don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, am listening to you, and I was reading about this, I'm thinking, this could be a film. Well, that's always the hope for any author, but of course the odds are very, very long with that kind of thing, so... But well, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I hope that, it, it, I think it's a very cinematic story as well. It definitely is. I mean, visually, you know, in the storyline, did you put any part of yourself in the story? Well, as a surgeon, I, um, one of the, certainly one of the, the main, the son is a cardiac surgeon, so I actually enjoyed getting to describe what a cardiac surgeon does. Um, so what uh, it's like to be in the operating room, to to have triumphs and to have failures. I mean, it's kind of honestly like what I've written. My first book was called Saving Sight. It's kind of a memoir about my surgical training as a retina surgeon and the history of all the amazing heroes in ophthalmology who invented the amazing cool stuff we get to do today um, as far as cataract surgery and LASIK surgery. So I'm very, um, I have a penchant for writing about medicine. And so the surgeon (laughs) and all the things he did and, and and of course, the, the, the family issues and he's having marital problems because, you know, it's a very stressful job, and the training was very difficult. Sure. So all of those things, I think any doctor who's gone through training can understand um, where that's coming from. Okay, so here's a question. How did you find time to do this? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people ask, ask, ask that. I, you yeah. know, I think, to be honest, I'm sure you have passions. Everyone has passions. Yeah. Um, when you're passionate about something, you just kind of make time, you know. So my... What's most time-consuming for me is our, is helping my wife and I are raising our four kids. They're um, they're wait, ages wait, are from wait, eight wait. to fifteen. Time out, time out. Four kids, <laughs> right? Four kids, but, and you wrote you know, this book, and you have a day job. Well, you make time. In my life, <laughs> you know, I have Amazing. I have to suffer through interminably long swim meets. I have yeah. a lot of sporting events I got to go to or drive to and wait sure. at. Yeah. So you just kind of make time, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a time when I watched a movie every night, but when you I became a little dis- more disciplined. Right. Uh, even though it's difficult because, you know, I've been, I recently binge watched, you know, I finished Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. binge watched The Americans, but it's very tempting because <laughs> the TV and the movies are really good these days. But Anything else? Essentially, <laughs> you can try to make time if you really want to. No, for anything. It, it's true. I, I love to write, and uh, I'll go to the library. I'll write if I'm sitting at an appointment for my daughter. You just find right. these little pockets of time. I'll, I'll actually write while I'm on the treadmill, like wow. no, notes on my that's phone. A, that's a trick. Well, like if, I get, if you get an idea. Let's say you get an idea for your next book, sure. and you're working out. You're going to jot that down. Well, there's 
most authors will say in the middle of the night, their spouse is like being woken up because you're just turning on the light and jotting some idea down as you're trying to fall asleep. Yes, that happens a lot. Yeah, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Too exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where can people find out more about you and the book? Sure. So my website is www.andrewlammd.com. And the book can be found in bookstores, but of course you can find it online as well, um, anywhere books are sold, essentially. You seem like you're a serious observer of life, and then you take it and you spin it into something creative. I think that's great. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I love history because I look at the world and I wonder how things got to be the way they are, you know? Mm -hmm. And history is really just a story. So some, I'm talking to, interestingly, I'm going to a middle school talk to the students, eighth graders tomorrow, and my goal is hopefully to inspire them about history and to tell them history is just our story, our collective story. So hopefully I'll, I'll um, inspire some history lovers. We'll see. I know that history is not always their favorite subject, but Well, it's not. I, mean, I had a hard time growing up. I thought, you know, my eyes were crossing. It just was really hard to read this textbook, and I couldn't sure. get these stories into my imagination. Well, sometimes you just need someone to tell you that their stories and not necessarily just dates before. I agree. you got to appreciate the theme before you have to memorize all the dates and the people and stuff. So Exactly. Perfect. Well, I want to thank yeah. you so much for calling in. This has been fantastic. Appreciate that. Thanks again for having me. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was award-winning author and retinal surgeon Andrew Lamb. If you missed any part of our conversation, it'll be up within an hour after I wrap. It's on my show blog, his bio and all the info on the book, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I am on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. We're on Facebook, KUCI 88.9, Tumblr, uh, blog.kuci.org. 